Blog Talk Radio. Emanating from www.michaelmimmons.org. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. time um, uh, starting out to just give a word or so regarding uh, the violence that's that's taking place in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, his presidency has done nothing but embolden the white supremacist and racist ideologies. I said on my last show last week, you know, to turn our attention to the Colin Kaepernick story. Uh, He is an NFL quarterback uh, that is out of a job. Doesn't have a job. Uh, the question of the show uh, is, do you think Colin Kaepernick's protest on behalf of blacks and other minority uh, injustices ultimately cost him a job in the NFL? And if you do, then um, was it worth it? Was it? We got a great comment from my good friend Capri Edwards uh, on our Thinking Out Loud fan page, and he says, I was 100% on Kaepernick's side until he backtracked and said he would stop his protest when he realized how slow the market was for him. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I'm excited, I don't know about you, where we're giving voice issues that matter to you. And I'm your host, uh, author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nemens. I'm excited. I'm excited about this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This is our third show. And uh, we are, uh, as I said before, extremely excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. We've got a great show in store for you. And people are already joining our Live uh, Facebook fan page. I see Kelly Evans, Dennis uh, Grimes, Jennifer McCoy, uh, my my cousin Corey Hill is on there. Thanks, guys. Give uh, and do me a favor and share uh, share your um your the, this feed on your um, Facebook pages as well, so other people can join in all the fun. Uh, that we're going to have on this live edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, Again, you can tune in right from our Thinking Out Loud fan page. That's right. Go there right now. Don't miss a beat. Go there right now. And um, I hope you enjoyed the the intro to the show. Um, We did it this way because we wanted uh, our, our, uh, we wanted our, um, viewers, our new listeners, to uh, be able to, um, you know, to to see what we're talking about, what we talked about the week prior to, and hopefully uh, they'll be able to uh, pick up the podcast, listen to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, and now on TuneIn. Uh, thanks, Jennifer, uh, for uh, the shout out there and for sharing uh, the video on your timeline. I, I truly appreciate it. Um, and so, um, hopefully you guys can go back to the podcast and listen to what we talked about in last week's show, 
Um, and again, it's on iTunes, it's on Google Play Music, and it's on TuneIn. And if you're listening on any of those uh, podcast networks and you subscribe, just take a minute or two and write us a review. So that way we can move up in the rankings on those uh, podcast networks and you'll see our show uh, on the homepage on uh, Apple and uh, and Google Play Music and in TuneIn. That'll be cool. So uh, as I said, we talked about Charlottesville on last week. We talked about Colin Kaepernick, and these are two stories that are uh, continuing to gain traction uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I see Pastor Green has joined us uh, on our on our show. Thanks, Pastor Green. God bless you, man. Um, we 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 love what you're doing as well. And and so uh, this week, uh, sort of as a, a follow up to. What's going on in Charlottesville? Uh, the mother of Heather Hare, the young lady who was 32 years old, who uh, was tragically killed in that rally there about a week or so ago, uh, she says she doesn't want to have anything to do with President Trump. Uh, she's saying, "I don't want to speak to him. He's proven that he doesn't uh, he doesn't truly care about what happened to her daughter, as well as what's happening." In this country, and and I believe that is that is that that's a true statement. Uh, and so, what we're noticing in in this climate is that more and more politicians on both sides of the aisle are coming out against this president, and uh, and they are, you know, uh, you're starting to hear more grumblings on both sides of the aisle, not just from Democrats, but also from Republicans who are starting to get tired and fed up with this president. And, uh, and so the uh, question is starting to become, do you think that, uh, that Donald Trump's impeachment is imminent? And, uh, and so we'll see, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, it's one that, uh, the American people will have to answer at some point. Uh, Congress will have to answer, legislature, the, the Senate will have to answer at some point. Good, I see my good friend David Coyer has joined us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show on the fan page. Uh, again, uh, our fan page, people are, are constantly joining us. Uh, send us a, a shout out, send us a put a thumbs up or a heart there. Let us know that you're listening. Uh, let us know that you tuned in and also do us a favor and share the feed on your timeline as well so that more people can know what's going on uh, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, and also, we talked about uh, Colin Kaepernick in uh, last week's show and the story about him and him kneeling during the uh, Star Spangled Banner and then that because of the uh, because of blacks and other minority injustices that are occurring in this country. And and so we're starting to see that uh, that is gaining more traction uh, that uh, with with other athletes in the NFL, I believe on uh, in a preseason game with the uh, Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants, uh, the uh, 12 Cleveland Brown players uh, decided to take a knee uh, during the national anthem and uh, protest uh, and joining with uh, their colleague Colin Kaepernick. And I believe this was the largest protest of this kind so far and also is the first uh, for a white athlete to participate in uh, this kind of protest. Uh, an athlete by the name of Seth Devolve was the first white NFL athlete to kneel 
during this NFL game. And uh, in an interview, he said that uh, he's going, he has children uh, of another color and he wants his children to grow up in a society that's better than the one that he currently has. And uh, I, you know, that, that, that speaks volumes about what's going on in our country right now and what needs to be done. And this, this young man feels like, um, you know, uh, this kind of protest is necessary and uh, one that, um, you know, we should be doing. Uh, shout out to my good friend, Ken Shelton, who's also joined us on the uh, Facebook fan page as well. Uh, again, if you're on the fan page, share the feed on your social media, on your Facebook pages, and uh, give us a heart or a thumbs up. Let us know if you agree or disagree with what's going on on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Uh, something that was also said in the, uh, during this, um, you know, after, rather, after in an interview after these 12 uh, players protested, uh, Brown safety Jabril Peppers uh, said that there's a lot of uh, social and racial injustices going on in the world right now. And we were just praying for everyone, praying for Note that word, praying. They were praying for and kneeling. They were praying for everyone. And uh, everyone thinks that when you reach a certain level, a certain status in life, he goes on to say, certain things you're unaffected by, but that's not the truth. We're all human at the end of the day, and we just have to come together at times, at times like these. It was just us being together, a bunch of teammates praying for the world. What a dynamic gesture. Uh, what a remarkable gesture doing in uh, a, a sporting event where athletes are coming together and not just kneeling, but they are kneeling in prayer. And I tell you, I know Pastor Green can attest to this, that there is one thing that we definitely need more of in this day and in this time, and that is prayer. If you believe that on the fan page, let me see some hearts. Let me see some let me see some thumbs up by those who are listening uh, on the Facebook fan page. But I'm sure that uh, that you all agree. There are also other athletes that will be joining in the protest as well. I heard that Raiders running back uh, Marshawn Lynch and uh, other Michael Bennett uh, have also knelt during the national anthem. So uh, these kinds of protests are starting to take place uh, more so more in this season than in last season. And, uh, and I'm wondering, are we going to start to see more of that from other athletes as well? So, um, you know, th that is what we kind of talked about last week and just kind of giving you a heads up, bring you up to speed on what we talked about. So if you missed last week's episode, you can always go to the podcast and pick it up, uh, subscribe to that podcast. Let us know what your thoughts are on the thinking out loud radio show. Again, those that are on the fa Facebook fan page, Please share uh, the feed on your timeline and join in the discussion, the comments that are uh, taking place on the show. On this special edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we have on tonight's show a very, very, very special guest, a uh, very inspirational person. We call it the VIP Spotlight, uh, and the one, the only, the honorable 
Judge Vonda Evans. I'm so happy that she has joined us and we'll be getting to her interview in just a few minutes. Uh, we interviewed her earlier today, a pre-recorded interview, so um, we'll be sharing that interview. And I'm telling you, uh, it is a dynamic interview, one that you don't want to miss. And we're going to be doing more of these types of interviews. Uh, we call it the Very Inspirational Person Spotlight on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We've got some great guest interviews lined up for future shows, and and uh, you can't afford to miss uh, any one of them. I'm telling you, you can't afford to miss any one of them. I see my good friend, my my brother, uh, uh, my, uh, my 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 uh, my wife's cousin, Michael Fountain Jr. is on uh, the Facebook fan page. What's up, Mike? Just giving a few people some shout outs on the Facebook fan page that are joining us uh, while we're broadcasting the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks again for uh, tuning in and listening and viewing us on uh, this live uh, show. Again, you can go to the podcast uh, after this show has been finished and listen to it on iTunes and uh, Google Play Music and tune in. And uh, if you listen to the show and you like it, subscribe, subscribe. And if you like it and you subscribe, write us a review. Let let the uh, Apple Apple Podcast, let Google Play Music and tune in know uh, that this is a great show and you rec- you highly recommend it uh, for those who are are listening. Also, follow our Thinking Out Loud social media accounts on Twitter and Facebook, T-O, uh, Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter is the TOL Radio Show. Instagram is the TOL, the TOL Radio Show. On Twitter is TOL Radio Show. On Instagram is the TOL Radio Show. And obviously on our uh, fan page is the Thinking Out Loud radio fan page. So go there. If you're on a computer or a tablet right now, uh, do me a favor. Go to go to Twitter. Go to Facebook. Go to the go to Instagram and follow us. Connect with us. We want to connect with you. We want you to connect with us. TOL Radio Show on Twitter. The TOL Radio Show on Instagram and Thinking Out Loud fan page. Thinking Out Loud radio fan page on Facebook. Connect with us. Do it right now. Also, remember that this is a call-in show. That's right. You can call us at 646-787-1615. We love to hear from you. We want to know what your thoughts are about the show. If you want to leave us a comment, call in, ask a question. Uh, Let us know what you think of uh, the guest interview. After Judge uh, Evans' interview is completed, you can call us. We're going to open the phone lines, and you can call us at 646-787- one six one five. And finally, want to say a word about entrepreneurship. If you are an entrepreneur, that's right. If you're an entrepreneur and you're interested in advertising with us, send us an email to contact at michaelnimmons.org. This is your opportunity to get in on the ground floor of a show. I'm telling you, that's getting ready to take off. And we've got some great advertising packages available for you. So if you have a service or a product that you need marketed and promoted, send us an email and we'd be more than happy for you to become a part of the Thinking Out Loud radio show family. Uh, Do me a favor. Do it right now. Entrepreneurship is what's happening. Uh, A lot more people that I know are going in that direction. And I I think this is 
This is what's happening now, and I'm calling myself a visionpreneur. That's right, a visionpreneur. I'm seeing things, and I'm not waiting on them, but I'm going after them. And if you're listening to this radio show and you have an idea, you have a dream, I recommend that you pursue that dream, that you take advantage of it, that you do your very do do your due diligence, and 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 um and get on the get on get up and get started and get to work so your dream can. Uh, can come to pass. So entrepreneurs that out that are out there, uh, I hope and I pray that you will join with us, join our family, and advertise with Thinking Out Loud radio show. All right, we get ready to take a break, but on the other side of this break, we're going right into our interview with uh, the Honorable Judge Vonda Evans. I'm excited. How about you? I know that you are. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Looking for a professional tax preparation and bookkeeping service? Look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service tax preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with the IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnemons.org. Don't delay. Do it today. Also available on Amazon. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. As promised, we're going to be talking about your president. That's right, your president, Donald Trump. I mean, Trump or Trump. What did I say? (laughs) You know what I mean. Just recently, Angela arrived in a recent interview on CNN about the meeting Donald Trump Jr. had for Russian officials in Trump Tower during his father's presidential campaign, she said, in essence, we're talking about your president. The Thinking Out Loud radio show is now available on TuneIn, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Subscribe today. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. All right, welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. This edition of the uh, Thinking Out Loud radio show is a very special edition. Uh, We have a very important person indeed and very inspirational person indeed in the person of uh, the uh, Honorable uh, Judge Vonda Evans. I'm so happy to have you on uh, the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
And I'm honored to be on. I mean, you know, I've I've watched your growth, and uh, I know that God is going to take you to a greater level, and I believe that this talk uh, radio format is one that's right in line with his will. Amen. I'm 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 just honored, you know, that um that that you've you know decided to be with us and I just want to say thank you first and foremost that every time I've asked uh you to be a part of anything that we've done whether it be with when we were, you know, youth pastor at our church, uh, uh youth director of our Christian education department to participate in forums or to come in and talk to our young people, uh the the answer was always yes. And we certainly appreciate you and all that you uh, are doing in the community and for the citizens of the city of Detroit. You know, it's always an opportunity, you know, an honor to be able to give back, you know. And one of the things that I do believe that, you know, the people perish from lack of knowledge. And it was that way 2,000 years ago, and it's that way now. And so I feel that it's incumbent upon at least elected officials, but at least I take it personally, to be able to come back and educate our youth so that they don't come before me in a criminal division-type setting or you, or one of my colleagues uh, in this community or in any any other community. So I take my obligation very, very seriously to empower our young people, to let them know, you know, about the law and how the law applies to them so that they don't have to become a defendant and become before someone or a victim. You know, you are a very inspirational person in in addition to being a very important person. And I, um, as again, I, I was looking at your bio and it's a very, um, a, a very great one indeed, and, and I just want you to to share with our listeners, you know, some um, tidbits about your childhood, uh, you you growing up here in the city of Detroit, um, some of the things that that stuck with you as you as you growing up, and and um, you know, some of your childhood memories and things of that nature, because I think um, those stories will will help us and help our listeners understand not just you as a as a career judge in the circuit court but um as a person Yes. Well, you know what? You know, I had uh, two very wonderful parents. Both my parents were teachers and they were teachers in Detroit Public School. <clears throat> and uh, I was an only child, but I would say probably around maybe about the 6th grade, you know, uh because I was an only child. I began to experience some symptoms of or, you know, actions of early childhood bullying. You know, I had long hair. I, you know, my parents were both teachers, so I was able to get many things that a lot of people didn't have. And it really, it was a blessing. It was a curse. Um, mm. And what happened was is that, you know, people had started, you know, wanting to fight and different things and being very aggressive toward me. So by the ninth grade, I found myself seeking refuge with a young man who who was in a gang. Mm. And I felt that I had a better opportunity to be protected against uh, threats by, you know, women, boys, brothers of these, you know. Uh, and so what happened is I began seeing this young man and, um, you know, like any other relationship, you know, I was too young to have it, and uh, I became very involved with him. And as a result, uh, my ninth and tenth grade, I had failed both of those years. And at that time, you know, you get to 
report card given to you. So some young people from in the office would get a hold of them, and we go around and have people sign them and put grades on them. And because I knew my parents were working as teachers, I'd get back home right quick and get the progress reports. And, you know, my mother one day, she said, you know what, I just got a funny feeling this thing's just not right. So when she went up to the school, they said, well, you know, yes, yeah, she has failed the ninth grade and, and, and failed the tenth grade. And as a result, you know, my mother said, you know, now you're too young to be emancipated, so therefore therefore, you have to either continue your education or you're going to, you know, ultimately have to leave. And so mm-hmm. then I went to uh, school at Mumford. Now, this is so ironic. Mama. The young man that I looked for refuge for had a girlfriend, and she was in a gang. And so there was some confrontation there, but God's will brought me through that. And what I mean is, is that what I realized is that, you know, I would be in classrooms with people, and they would kind of look at me like, oh, my goodness, you're a failure, et cetera, and, you know, had basically looked like, you know, it, you know she's not going to make it. And what I did was it began to challenge me to want to do better. Uh, by the time I got to the 12th grade, I had a 1.46 grade point average. Wow. And my mother then said to me, um, listen, there's a program in North Carolina Ante. It's like a provisional program, and you can attend that, or you can work, but you got to go. You got to get out of here. And I, uh, uh, I know what she feels now, having two daughters. I know exactly how she feels. So what I elected to do was to go to North Carolina A&T. And once I got there, I really began to challenge myself. And I realized something very early in my life that really I'm the only person that uh, I'm going to race against, you know, whether someone else finishes before me or after me. They're not my competition. I'm my own competition. And as a result, uh, I buckled down and uh, I graduated from North Carolina A&T with a 3.5 grade point, 3. 5 grade point average in three years. Wow. Um, I then went on to uh, teach for a year at Servity Medical, Medical, Medical School. And then, you know, I asked, like, oh, my goodness, you know, I, you know, done so well academically, but I did not do well on the LSAT. Oh. And so the only school that let me in of 150 schools was one, the 150th, Cooley Law School. And uh, there, you know, I was on academic probation my first uh, year, two years, because you only got three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that second, the end of the second year, I, I came off. And listen, I, I graduated, thank you, Lottie, with like a 2.2. <laughs> But uh, I was so happy to finish that. That was a challenge, I tell you. And then from there, I went to the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office, and uh, at the ripe old age of 30, I ran for 36th District, where mm-hmm. I was unsuccessful. And uh, But I kept running. You know, I, I prayed about it, and the Lord said to me, you're going to be a judge, you know. And I'm like, when? No response. And I tell you, one thing I know is is that your greatest challenge comes before your biggest victory. Right. And the only people that had ever agreed on anything at that time was Dennis Archer was our mayor, was Dennis Archer and Coleman Young. They had ever do, agreed on anything was to support my uh, my opposition, at which time it just seemed like everybody that was anybody who was influential, you know, supported her, the unions, et cetera, it was really an uphill battle. 
But what I had was a commitment of everyday common people, you know, the people who had been, you know, the, the my 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 headquarters was on Dexter. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had the I had the dope sellers, the dope users, <laughs> the, uh, you know, uh, the beauticians, the barbers. I, you know, I even had one young lady who uh, touched my heart. She said, you know, I'm Muslim. And she says, I don't vote, but I'm going to vote for you. And ironically enough, uh, I had 10,000 people to support me. And, uh, and I was victorious, being the youngest at that time, uh, 32-year-old judge that was elected. And so, you know, God's favor really was on my life. And, you know, I was flowing good. I had, you know, gotten married um, uh, when I was uh, in law school and uh, had two children. And, you know, things were just going wonderful, and he had become a lawyer. And i tell you one thing I can say is is that you never can rest where you are. The minute you start to think things are okay and that you've arrived, I believe that's when the enemy is preparing to attack you again. And thereafter, shortly thereafter, maybe after 10 years, my ex-husband and I, we, I mean my husband at that time, we ended up getting a divorce. And it was a very challenging time, I tell you. Uh, the, the month I left my uh, husband, it was in October 2003, I left my husband, my dog ran away, and my father died all in 30 days. I said, Lord, wow. call me Joe Beck. <laughs> but one thing that I do know is is that, you know, the, the Lord was really changing my life. He, you know, I had these dreams about, you know, these were five very bad dreams. But one of the things the Lord told me about was that, you know, he said, I'm going to restore you. And I said, what that mean? You know, I ain't what that mean. He going to give me what I want. And so a friend of mine said, restoration means what they do, they take out the old and they give you new. And as a result, that's what he did. I ended up getting black mold in my place, getting on new furniture. And, you know, then maybe in 2012, it was probably the turning point in my career. Every case that was on the media ended up in my courtroom. I mean, every case. Right. Um, right. And uh, there was a young child that was missing, uh, baby Bianca, and her father was charged in her murder, as well as two young girls who were in Highland Park that were abducted and murdered. And then I went on to do Bob Bashera, which is a uh, prominent businessman in Gross Point, who mm-hmm. was convicted of killing his wife. And then on to my last biggest case that I had done was People versus Melendez, which was a police officer who had uh, severely beaten a motorist. And... Uh, you know, that particular case, you know, it's amazing to me. Uh, when I did that case, you know, everyone was, you know, looking to see what was going to happen because that was one of the very few cases where police officers actually had been convicted for abuse toward uh, regular citizens. You know, lately they'd all been acquitted or something or found guilty of a lesser charge, but he was found guilty. But to date, and I, I made that decision back in February 2016, 2000, I think in 16. Well, to date, I've had almost 34 million views of that sentencing, which is 21 million. Wow. So God has right. really used me. And when I tell people in the community, I said, let me tell you something. God will use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Absolutely. And I'm an example of that. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. 
It's their birthday and need a great present for that special someone? Call KCN Designs and sit back and smile. KCN Designs specializes in all occasion custom baskets that are sure to make that special someone smile. Call KCN Designs at 248-820-3691 and order your custom basket today. Looking for a professional tax preparation and bookkeeping service? Look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service tax preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with the IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Welcome to the inaugural edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. As promised, we're going to be talking about your president. That's right, your president, Donald Trump. I mean, Trump or Trump. What did I say? <laughs> you know what I mean. Just recently, Angela arrived in a recent interview on CNN about the meeting Donald Trump Jr. had for Russian officials in Trump Tower during his father's presidential campaign, she said, in essence, we're talking about your president. The Think It Out Loud radio show is now available on TuneIn, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Subscribe today. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, motivational speaker, and minister, Michael Nimmons. That's right. We're back. We're back. And I hope you're enjoying uh, this interview that we had with uh, Judge Vonda Evans on our very inspirational person spotlight on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're going to we're going to continue with this interview right now. What I love about you, Judge Evans, is is your candor and your honesty. You know, you don't find that very much from. Uh, people who are successful after they've reached a certain level of success, they don't talk about their scars. They don't talk about their mistakes. They don't talk about um, those things that they may not be, you know, proud of or what or what have you. But what I think what it shows is that, again, God can use ordinary people to do extraordinary things. And at the end of your story, God knows you're going to give him the glory. And so, that's what makes people like yourself inspirational to everyone else because you you you're you're transparent and at the same time you're letting people know that the same God that did it for me uh, he can do it for you as well. From from some of your most significant cases, uh, which ones you know which one stands out in your mind that is probably the most impactful? Let me say this to you: every case that comes before me as mm-hmm. impactful in my life in that, you know, I use my platform as a judge to try to bring closure and healing. Mm-hmm. Healing to the family, I mean closure to the victim's family and healing to them also and as well as to my defendants. You know, just to let them know that just we all fall down. 
You know, the Bible right. says that a righteous man will fall seven times. That means you paying your tithes, you know, you you mm-hmm. you going to church, you doing everything right. You gonna fall. So right. those of us who have been caught in the wilderness, we're gonna fall more than that. But you just gotta learn from those falls and you gotta learn to get back up. And what I try to do is that in each of the cases that come before me, they're personalized to me. I take time with those cases because I know that God has put in me in a position, okay, of authority, not just legal authority, but the authority to be able to speak to their to, to their pain, right. to be able to speak to uh, what they're going through. And, and it's ironic that many times, you know, I uh, – always, I mean, you know, use different illustrations from the Bible, you know, to talk to the people that become before me. And it was ironic, I think, the first time, you know, I felt more comfortable in the African-American community. But it was really challenging to me the first time I had done this uh, before some very upscaled uh, defenders that I had from a very fluent community. And the Lord, I said, Lord, I can't be in there talking like I be talking he said, yes, you do. He said, you're going to mm. go in there. You're going to minister to my people. And mm. I just try to give words of encouragement. I try to give examples and illustrations to let people know, you know what? Don't define yourself by your past. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has a past, but you have to be able to learn from it. See, I tell people all the time, you know, that there's a difference between a bought lesson and a taught lesson. See, a bought lesson you ain't going to never forget. You understand? And a taught lesson, you might, but not a bought lesson. And what we have to be able to do is is that we have to move on. You know, you talk about, you know, encouraging people with your story. No test, no testimony. I can't tell you you're going to make it through if, I have a, if I'm unwilling to be transparent about what God has delivered me from. Right. And so, therefore, I've used that platform. You know, am I proud of it? Absolutely not. If I had to do it again, would I have done things better? Absolutely. But I know that I had to go through that wilderness experience in order to be able to appreciate my view from the mountaintop. I don't wow. think I'm always where I'm supposed to be, but I think, God, I ain't where I used to be. And it is through his love, his correction, that I'm able to say, you know, you can go on. You know, it was one of the things they're talking about, you know, just, you know, being a judge, a, you know, a divorce. I've been divorced for um, 14 years. Yeah, 14 years now. And uh, one of the most trying cases was when I was going through the abduction of the young girls in Highland Park. Um, mm, my right. daughter's boyfriend had been murdered uh, in another state. And so in the midst of this high-publicity trial, very intense, you know, I'm seeing these babies, you know, with gunshot wounds to their head in the uh, in a grave where Mother Earth just looks like she just, you know, took them and they look like, it almost looked like an ember. I mean, it almost looked like a womb with twins in there. Wow. And go actually fly down to handle my daughter's issues. And it was a very trying time uh, emotionally. Uh, one of the things with uh, the baby Bianca, my uncle had died. So as I'm trying to get sentenced to him, you know, he, he blurts out and says, you know what, you wrong, Vonda, shut up, Vonda. And I had to deal with that knowing that I was being challenged from my loss. And so, you know, the thing about it is, is that one thing uh, my ex, uh, 
uh, presiding judge has said many, many years ago, she said, judges are wounded healers. Mm. You all are each going through your pain, but you got to be able to reach out and to try to help someone else. And that's what being a professional is about. You're going to experience death, divorce, sickness, everything. But at the same time, you can't allow that to impact your responsibility as a judge. And so, you know, it has been very trying. It's been very wonderful. You know, of the cases that I've had, you know, I'm blessed to say only five people who have ever been on my docket have I've lost through, you know, gun violence or died because I take my responsibility very, very seriously. When oh, when I lose those young men, you know, there were five young men, I think to myself, you know, you know, my thought was I shouldn't have let them out or whatever. So I really, you know, I'm really led by the spirit in making decisions about should I release this person on bond, should I do this, because, you know, I know that they're under – uh, my, they're under my leadership, my responsibility at that time. Right. So right. I really look at it. I mean, I don't look at it as just a job. And unfortunately, you know, I think that as a result, uh, my personal life has suffered um, because I do believe that I think that I'm very, very guarded and I'm very jaded. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot of the things that I see before me, I mean, I remember when I first became a judge and I look at an autopsy picture. And I almost, oh, my first one almost made me want to throw up. I was just all the blood. 20 years later, I can look at blood splatter and tell if the gunman was left-handed or right-handed. So, yes, has it jaded me? Yeah. Um, Because I deal with the part of society nobody wants to know. They want. Right. They don't want to know that um, our children are being raped. That we. They don't want to know about the murders. They don't want to know about the atrocities. So what we do is we leave that to a select number of people. And I feel honored to say that I'm one of them. As we conclude the interview, what I wanted to do was uh, throw out a few topics to you to give us some feedback on. One of them is Charlottesville. You know, what what are your thoughts? Um, that's a hot topic here that's been going on in the past uh, past week or so. What are your thoughts about Charlottesville? Let me say this to you, uh, which you know, you know, it's clicheish, but you know, ignorance is learned. And right. what we have and a responsibility to do, you know, and and it's and it hurt me, you know, after you know, even prior to this, to see, you know, the changes that that. that uh, adverse changes that have occurred during this administration, but to see in Detroit, it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. It was nice. Six <laughs> percent vote. Mm. And you know to see that we want to talk the talk, but we don't want to walk the walk. Walk I said, the walk. I said there ain't no reason that it was. I believe seventy-eight degrees. Sun was out. Wouldn't drop a rain. Then mm-hmm. we had six percent voter turnout. See, it's easy to talk about the problem. It's challenging to do something about it. And what we have to do is be responsible within our own home and our own village to make sure that we change things. You know, and people say, well, you know what, the right to vote, that that doesn't mean anything. I've been living the same under Bush, under Obama, under Clinton, and it's no different now. What we have to realize is that, You know, it's just not about us. You know what I'm saying? We have a responsibility to do what's right. And one of the things that that I'm concerned about is voter apathy that led to us to be this way. You know, one of the things that I'm challenged to believe, and I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I wonder. 
I said if the if the election were held tomorrow, would Trump be elected? And I can't say no. Mm. Because when you look on TV, you see these people, they want to make America great again, that they are standing for their pre- They are standing with him. And to say, if I was in Times Square and I shot somebody, that my supporters would still love me, we're seeing this. And the wow. thing on the reverse side, you oh, I love it. We, we see uh, what we call social media gangsters, but when it's time <laughs> to vote, we don't do it. So when right. you don't vote, that's a vote for uh, uh, what we stand against. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a vote for racism. It's a vote right. for division. But, but, but guess who brings that about? We do. Because people think, oh, my vote won't matter. And it does. Well, you know what? Trump got the, a popular vote. He got, I mean, uh, Clinton got the popular vote with over 3 million votes. But the point of it is she got him in California. But mm-hmm. he had everyday people in Michigan, in Indiana, people who during that time zone, you know, because we didn't, when they finished voting, that's when the Electoral College, had they done what they were supposed to do, guess what? Right. We wouldn't be in this situation. You know, it's ironic to me that after all the propaganda that uh, Donald Trump had against uh, many Hispanic Americans, do you know 23% of those Hispanic Americans voted for him? Voted 6% of Arab Americans voted for him. And 6% mm. of black males voted for him. So I wonder to myself, had the people who, and I challenge those people, because those are a lot of times are young people, older people, to say, you know what, let your vote be your voice. But you cannot talk about the end result if you do not talk about the origin of the problem. Right. That's so true. And, you know, I mean, I feel that I can stand and I have a voice because I make it my way to get to the poll. There's no reason that in this, during that primary, that we had such low voter turnout. It was it, it 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 was horrible. So I can't talk about Charlottesville or anything else without talking about our responsibility to get out here and to make a difference. And I mean, you know, like I said, it, it troubles me to say, I don't know if that man would not be reelected today. You know, if I could say anything, you know, before you, you know, verbalize your opinion on social media, whatever, and take that time, go and cash your vote because there's no reason that we can be able to be so eloquent on social media and we can look up things historically and talk about being oppressed and being, you know, uh, uh, victimized through through centuries. But then when we have an opportunity to do something, we say, oh, my vote won't matter. Well, you know what, Judge? I think we're going to leave it there. You know, wow, you know, <laughs> that went by fast. It sure did. I mean, you 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 are a... Uh, such an inspirational person. I love talking to you. Again, I love your candor. I love your honesty. Um, and I wanted you to be the first guest that we interviewed on our show, even though we've had two uh, shows. Wow, I'm before. so honored. To be our first guest on our Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, I, I'm, I'm so, I admire you so much and uh, what, you, what you've done and what you are doing. And I pray that God will continue to uh, bless you and enlarge your territory and take you places that um, you've never uh, seen before. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Who told you that you were deficient? 
Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnimmons.org. Don't delay. Do it today. Also available on Amazon. Looking for a professional tax preparation and bookkeeping service? Look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service tax preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. Have tax returns that still need to be filed or getting audited or having issues with the IRS? Call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079. Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Well, that's right. We are back. We are back. And I want to give a special thanks to uh, our very inspirational person, Judge Vonda Evans, for uh, that great interview uh, that we did earlier today. Uh, she she gave us a lot of great golden nuggets, and I'm sure that you uh, were blessed by uh, that inspirational uh, interview. I, I love her transparency. I love uh, her, uh, you know, how how passionate she is about what she does, how candid and honest uh, that she is. And that's one thing I appreciate about her and her is her willingness to be transparent and openly discuss some of uh, her faults. I mean, you don't find that uh, very often in people who are successful or have reached some level or, or pinnacle of success. What typically happens is once they get there, they forget and um, they they don't want to talk about their mistakes. They don't want to talk about the things that um, that they've they've failed at. They don't want to talk about their faults. They don't want to talk about their hiccups in life. Uh, but one thing about that is uh, that I love is that God can take your mess and make a message and turn it into a message. And and that is what uh, her testimony uh, really spoke to me. Uh, and during that that those segments that that God can really turn uh, your situation out and 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 you and life if life deals you lemons then you can certainly uh, make lemonade and so I hope that uh, that interview uh, resonated with you uh, again the phone lines are open if you want to give us a call we have a few minutes left in the show before we go the phone number is six four six seven eight seven one six one five uh, 616-787-1615. Uh, again, that was a, a great um, interview. Uh, took a lot of things out of that interview that I believe, um, you know, that we can, you know, kind of uh, think about throughout the week. And one of them is uh, your vote, your vote, vote is your voice. And I don't really believe that, that there are a lot of people that believe that their vote counts, that their vote matters. Uh, you know, but one thing's for sure, we can look at this last presidential election and we can really see that your vote really does matter. Uh, the individuals that voted for 
uh, your president, uh, Donald Trump, uh, they they came together in mass, just like Judge Evans said, and they voted for their candidate. He won the electoral electoral college. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton won uh, the um, you know the popular vote. Uh, but what happened in in in, in essence is that uh, those states that were traditionally uh, blue states, Democratic states, they turned red for this presidential election, which was very surprising to me. And I'm sure very surprising to you as well. I see there are inv- individuals that are joining our Facebook fan page, uh, Sylvia Green, uh, Shante Jones, Rogers, Horace Barkley, uh, Jamel Cotton, Valerie Simmons, Gloria Williams. Thank you guys for joining our Facebook fan page. It's not too late. We still have a few minutes left in our show. You can join us and leave a comment or a question uh, for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Um, again, a lot of things, a lot of great things that was said uh, during that that segment uh, of the the very inspirational uh, person spotlight. Again, we're going to have more of those uh, to come. And uh, again, she she was really candid and honest about her life, and um, and and I, I told her I truly appreciated that. And another part that I appreciated going back to our first. Uh, point was that your vote is your voice, and what I what's really hard for me to understand sometimes is how um, apathetic people are when it comes to voting. You know, people don't vote for a number of different reasons, and and you know it's sad that we've gotten to this point. But let me just say that you know your ancestor, our ancestors have fought and died for us to have the right to vote. You go back to the civil rights movement and we can see, you know, Dr. King and others marched on Selma and other uh, cities in the uh, in the South for blacks to have the right to vote. And I think we we do ourselves a major disservice when we do not take advantage and exercise that right to vote. And when you don't vote, you're really voting for uh, the other uh, the other side, you're giving your voice away, I believe, and and so uh, th- those that this is something very important, I believe, to uh, to consider uh, and to understand. Well, we're getting ready to wrap up. We're going to take one more quick break, and we'll be right back uh, with the last few minutes of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Purchase our book, Who Told You That You Were Naked, from our website, michaelnemons.org. Don't delay. Do it today. Also available on Amazon. Looking for a professional tax preparation and bookkeeping service? Look no further than Consumer Tax Clinic. This is a full-service tax preparation and bookkeeping service that prides itself on great customer service, professionalism, and getting results. 
have tax returns that still need to be filed, or getting audited, or having issues with the IRS, call Consumer Tax Clinic today at 248-395-0079, Consumer Tax Clinic, a tax service designed with you in mind. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We're back, and as we uh, get ready to conclude this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show, we want to leave with you our thought of the week. In 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verse number 10, the Bible says, that King Solomon asked God, give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people. For who can judge this, thy people, that is so great? And while, you know, Judge Vonda Evans is not a king, obviously, she, like Solomon, understands that she has the power to mete out punishment to those who've done wrong and justice for those, who, those who've been the victims of wrongdoing. And in both cases, each seemed to share the humility that it takes to know that God's wisdom is what we truly need in order to be successful in our respective professions. I wish there were more people who sought God for wisdom, more leaders, more politicians, more governors, more senators, more congressmen, more mayors, more city officials, more city councilmen, more police, more police officers, more judges, more firefighters, more pastors, more lay members, more people in general who would seek the mind of Christ, we would be much better off as a world, as a country, and I believe as a society, and as a community of people. I admonish you today to seek the wisdom of God. I trust that uh, that the words that were spoken today uh, during this edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show truly made an impact in your life. Uh, this was definitely an uplifting and empowering show for me. Uh, again, thank you to Judge Vonda Evans, who was the first guest on our Thinking Out Loud radio show and the very inspirational person indeed in our very inspirational person spotlight. Again, be sure to tune in next week as we will have another dynamite show in store for you. Follow our Thinking Out Loud radio show fan page and Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. Uh, I, I guarantee uh, they're going to bless you. We're going to have a lot more uh, posts and things we want you to share on our Facebook fan pages. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur uh, and you're interested in partnering with us, send us an email at contact at michaelnimmons.org. This is your opportunity to get in on the ground flow of a show that is getting ready to take off. We have a great advertising. We have great advertising packages available. Contact at michaelnimmons.org. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Tell a friend or tell a neighbor or coworker about what's going on on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And until next week, uh, until next time, we'll be back next week with a brand new show, new topic to discuss, more people to discuss it with. And until next time, if you think it, then you'll be it. If you think it, then you'll be it. If you think it, then you'll see it. If you think it, then you'll achieve it. If you think it, then you can believe it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you get, got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thanks for listening. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show.